0: Thanks for listening to the Unlocking Athletes podcast, presented by the EAX Athlete Academy, where we dive into youth sports and everything that comes with it. I'm your host, Nate Woodruff, Athlete Academy Director and General Manager of Evolution Athletics Gym in West End, North Carolina. Today, we're privileged to hear from a friend of mine, Greg Tadariga. Greg is currently a recruiting specialist with Next College Student Athlete and has helped thousands of athletes find the right fit for them to continue their sport at the college level. Greg went through the recruiting process as a player, where he ended up at Fresno State University, and as a high school and college coach before joining NCSA in 2017. Throughout this conversation, we're going to talk about some basics of recruiting. We go through some of the mistakes and assumptions that a lot of athletes and families make when talking about recruiting. More importantly, we're going to talk about what to do, when to do it, and how to do it to give your athlete the best chance not just to play some place in college, but help them find the right place. So sit back, take notes, and I hope you enjoy episode four of Unlocking Athletes. All right. Um, so yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, we're here with my a good friend of mine, Greg. Um, we. How do you pronounce your last name? I don't even know if I know.
1: Pitteriga. People are scared of the first four letters, so they just skip. Yeah. Over yeah. That's and, you much
0: know. Wrong with it. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so we met in 2017, uh, in November at a training for a job with NCSA and kind of kept in t- contact ever since I've, I was there for about three years, um, and he's still there doing his thing. So, um, wanted to bring him on, kind of talk about recruiting a little bit. So like I said, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself, you know, kind of your athletic background and then what you got you into the recruiting side of things and kind of what you do now.
1: Yeah, so um, unique. I mean, I was a junior college guy, um, lucky enough to play Division One, and then coached at the junior college, coach um, at a Division Two in Massachusetts, um, junior college was College of the Canyon, Southern California. We, were, you know, had a really good run, won a national championship, played with guys that went off and played all over the country. You know, big time colleges. A lot of them, hand, handful of them, wouldn't played uh in the nfl for several years um and then went to fresno state um and then i knew always knew i wanted to coach like because my sport background originally like i i was not the biggest the fastest the strongest i was not i was you know um learned taught myself how to long snap um because my dad was a coach and he made me (laughs) learn how to do it Uh, yeah so um you know for me it was it's interesting to talk recruiting because I was the most probably literally the most unrecruitable kid going into high school like five seven offensive line defensive lineman graduated high school 510 like ran probably a 5 340 with a 195 pound bench press like literally no measurable that makes anybody recruitable in, in, in any capacity for football um went to my junior college did this little thing called going through puberty at like 18 19 <laughs> years old um went to fresno at six two graduated fresno at six two and a half to the point where like the the doctor was like you grew i was like it's yeah American. i was like yeah that makes sense he goes no it <laughs> doesn't because you're 22 years old oh I mean, yeah if i went through puberty like last week <laughs> and I told him kind of background. He's like, he's like, that's crazy because I think you might be the first guy I've ever had grow as a senior in college. Yeah, um, I'm that guy, uh, which obviously does not help in recruiting. But hey, I um, was able to use long snapping to get to Fresno. Um, that in itself was a unique experience because I went up and uh, broke my arm. About two months before camp started, my junior year, because I was again transferring from a junior college. Yeah. Um, didn't tell anybody by every person that ever I ever put any type of credibility into. Every coach, every person was like, if you tell them that you broke your arm, you are going to get cut. Yeah. So didn't say anything. Um, went up there, could not snap, was not, ha- no one was happy. So your boy played scout team offensive line against, um, the number one uh, defensive lineman in the conference who actually was the defensive player of the year. So for five days a week, I got to block him, which was fun. <laughs> um, uh, so in terms of got cut, then Fresno's long snapper didn't come back. I had a year of eligibility left over and my buddies convinced me to go back and play. Uh, they gave me an opportunity to walk on during spring. I, I, earned their you know respect during spring enough to say okay you can come on but they told me straight up like it's not your spot like it's not we're bringing in a kid and if he beats you he beats you and you're back to scout team
2: yeah so
1: um that was the difference between a 22 year old with scout team fear and an 18 year old because our there was no chance that kid was beating me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um but uh so Played there for a senior year, awesome experience, obviously playing at that level. Georgia or played Georgia Tech in a bowl game, played against Jordy Nelson. Um, awesome. So, uh, and then Oregon, Texas St. Am. So, all kind of cool stuff there. But um, then led me into the coaching. I knew I always wanted to be a coach. My dad was a coach. Even when I was playing high school and junior college, I already had a job at my junior college. They said, all you need to do is you need to get your degree. The minute you get your degree, you come back here, you can coach on the staff. So that's what I did. Uh, I mean, I was going back and coaching um, at the junior college at 23 years old while I was still even enrolled in college that final semester Um, coaching college kids at 23 years old is, is also unique Yeah, because you're two years older than right. Trying to get their respect was, was different being a long snapper, trying to get respect from offensive linemen.
2: Right. Not easy, different. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Um, And it's all stuff that you had to earn. You couldn't, fake it you couldn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean yep. um so I just outworked anybody and everybody I could as a coach and that's one thing that you learn as a getting into coaching like you still you're right back to being a player you take yep. that mentality it helps you know I was there every day at 6 a.m breaking down film helping out defensive coordinators helping out offensive coordinators helping out the head coach literally anything that needed to be done I was the first one trying to do it yeah uh, yep. Because of that, ended up getting a job at a Division two program, coaching D-line, coached there for a couple of years in Massachusetts. And then uh, the plan was to go coach at a private high school, dominate, win a state championship, and go off and start coaching D2, D3, NAIA, and as a group start kind yep. of growing. Um, that didn't pan out. We did win the state championship, and then we started running a business, and we started making too dang much money. Um, yep and kind of got priced out of college coaching. Um, so then it was this kind of coach high school for a long time. And then when I moved back to, um, California was when I got connected with NCSA, a friend of mine, you know, when I was like, I need to get a job. <laughs> cause I moved back to California <laughs> yeah. to be with my girlfriend who's now, cause I'm originally, again, originally from here. She's originally from here. We knew each other in high school, reconnected on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And, um, so, yeah. So we started. We got serious. Moved back home. A friend of mine said NCSA sounds like a spot for you because you've been coaching and been in business for as long as you've been. And it was to me like when I looked at the resume, like what they needed for a resume. I was like, if I can't get this job, I can't get any job. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's kind of, I
0: looked at it too.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but no, it was, and it's ever since I worked at NCSA, it's been great. I mean, um, I've I've never once looked for a job being here for um, it'll be. Six years um, and yeah, in November, so yeah, I mean it's great. So um, and then now I've just the the job itself is as much educational for the families that we talk to. So I'm able to tie in my high school experience of not being recruitable, playing junior college, playing Division One, coaching junior college, coaching Division Two, coaching yeah. at a, an elite high school. Um, working with athletes even at the high school that of different sports the basketballs the volleyballs the yeah. you know softball's and all that and now I've been working with every sport so being able to educate families man it's it's coaching is essentially all I'm doing I'm coaching families yeah. on the recruiting process so it kind of just all ties together
0: yeah yeah no I mean I like we were just talking about a minute ago like I thoroughly enjoyed my time there um you know just the scheduling and stuff didn't work out for for my life but um yeah, similar to you, like it's it's interesting to see recruiting from all different aspects. Um, I certainly was not a highly recruited athlete either, um, but kind of got to see part of that process. Ended up obviously coaching at the high school level, athletic director, um, you know, coaching at the college level a little bit. And then now kind of seeing it from the like strength or performance coach side. And I have like younger kids. Uh, mine are certainly not anywhere near recruiting age or right. anything like that yet um but it's stuff that i'm like starting to think about and like you know thankful for the time that i had there to kind of educate me on what that process looks like um cuz you see it every day and and i see it as well but like I, there's so much confusion and misinformation out there Without about how about what recruiting is and when it should start and how it should happen and um and i honestly i think like people just overcomplicate it more than anything um, I don't think it's as complicated as people make it. Um you know, there, there's certainly some nuances depending on the sport, obviously. I think Every it's funny because
1: really I think people overcomplicate it, but at the same time undercomplicate it. The overcomplicate the nuances of it, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, get in front of a coach, get evaluated. Right. When I say the undercomplicate it, because it's like, well, my friend Johnny got recruited. So I would oh, okay. get like, <laughs> right, so it's yeah. like you know, what I mean there there's yeah. also that like or they my coach is gonna get me recruited because he knows a couple people. Yeah. or my neighbor played in the NFL, so he's gonna call right. his contact. Like, so it's yeah. like they also like okay, that's not <laughs> yeah. how, how it works. Yeah, exactly. So you're I feel like you're in either one of those two buckets where you make it this thing that's so big and so difficult, or you think because your friend's friend played with joe montana that you're going to get an offer yeah from yeah. the you
0: know yeah so like in that vein like what are some of the you just mentioned a couple but what are some of the like mistakes that you see frequently um from either kids or parents in? yeah like, in the process? I, would
1: say the, I would say one of the biggest mistakes is not understanding how early the process begins and when i try to educate a family on the recruiting process I just very, very simple question is a college coach going to come watch you play if they've never watched you play. <laughs> nope. Then why are you paying thousands of dollars to travel to the U S to play for your club team? Yeah. Don't tell me that your club team's gotten people recruited before. That's awesome. And their club team is going to help with what it does. The club team allows for you to play higher level competition. Maybe depending on what school you go to, be coached up by a better coach, a more, you know, skilled coach, right? Um, but just because you play for a national travel team doesn't mean you're gonna get recruited. It's 2023. Yeah. There's a thing called the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. it's like, so I would say that they don't understand how early it starts, like the evaluation that coaches are doing, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, right? um that's huge especially if you've got a kid that wants to play division one and you're doing all of the things yeah. that elite prospects are doing but if you're not connecting the dots you're you're going to struggle yeah, um cool. i would say not, another not even say,
0: necessarily that like you're you're not necessarily committing in seventh or eighth grade but the process of like getting yourself out there, starting to understand how the process works, like that part of recruiting. Without starts-
1: a doubt. Exactly. And yeah. that, I think the biggest fear is like family like, well, my son's not an elite prospect. I know. And the coach knows that too, right? Yeah. Right? You can be 5'7", playing second base. You can be 5'9", playing outside hitter for girls volleyball. I know that the goal is to be something different when you're sophomore and a junior. But you got to remember how many people try to reach out to that coach. How many people does that coach evaluate? You're just trying to get on the radar. That's what you're trying to do in that early stages. Yeah. Um, I would say the other thing is they um, families, like I mentioned, they, they depend too much on a connection. Yeah. And it's and I get it. And the hard part for me in my role is a lot of times those connections are very trustworthy people. They're yeah. their coach. They're there, and I'm not trying to break that up. And I'm not even trying to say that that connection won't help, but do we really want to put all of our eggs on a fifty thousand dollars scholarship per year on one college coach connecting with three or four people that he knows, or even if it's ten or fifteen? Because the other side of it, and and I know you know this, everybody wants the right fit. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, yeah, but they don't actually do the work to to get the right fit, especially if you're depending upon a coach contact. Because if you're depending upon a coach contact, you, you don't know if that's the right fit.
0: Right, you're just limited.
1: You're limited. So that so that's where I would say, and they, they families handcuff themselves to that, where you know. So I would say starting too early, they don't start early enough. They depend too much on a, on a contact, um, and like I, I I said, they they think it could be too easy. Well, I'll, I'll get evaluated. If coaches, you know, they always say, coach, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's literally why our company was created.
2: Right. Because
1: you know, it was created was because people weren't being recruited because and they weren't good enough. Yeah, You've got to be able to market yourself a little bit. So. Yeah.
0: And, and I think, I mean, certainly if you're, you know, playing quarterback and you're an Elite 11 quarterback and, like, you're on TV, like, yeah, you're going to get seen, you're going to get recruited. But it's like for the other 98% of people, like, you have to market yourself a little bit. And I don't think, like, like you said, I mean – you're, Use
1: Bryce Young. Use yeah, Bryce Young as yeah. an example, right? Bryce Young used NCSA. Why? Oh, it's still. I, I don't. I mean, I'm assuming this is why because I don't know why you would need NCSA when you're <laughs> playing for Modern Day and you're a top yeah. quarterback in the country. But he didn't want to go Pac-12. Yeah. So he knew the family knew if we're going to be an elite prospect, we've got to do elite prospect things. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Kyler Murray didn't need help. Yeah. Bryce Young <laughs> didn't need help either. But if Bryce Young didn't use help, he might have just ended up at SC or UCLA. Right? You know what I mean. And again, that's yeah. not a bad thing. That's no. But it's just if you've got a mindset and you're grinding and you're working and you're doing all these little things, well, then align everything to, with it. If you're because I know you see it on the strength and the conditioning side, the amount of time that people put into the weight room is phena- you know, I mean? and it's great. I love that stuff. You need that stuff. Yeah. Align that recruiting with it, and you're and now you're crushing it.
0: Right. So, yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, the the amount of people that I see that like you said kind of rely on that coach, like just think about it. I tell people all the time, like, think about it logically, right? Like the most well-connected high school coach in the country, outside of maybe like IMG and modern day and a couple of schools, the most well-connected coaches maybe are close with. Five, six, seven college coaches, right? At the most. And they're, like you said, it may not be that fit for you, you know? So if you're open to playing outside of those four or five schools, let's talk about it a little bit more.
1: The new one I like to use is that it's a business for the coach. It's a motion for the family. Yeah. Straight business for the coach. Yeah. They don't recruit their own children. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like they, like if you ain't good enough to play for dad dad's not offering you a scholarship right sure dude if you want to come play for dad you're gonna walk on yeah but I ain't, I ain't wasting one of the 85 on you <laughs>
2: <laughs> right you yeah. know
1: what i mean like yeah. so um it's it, if and that's where the con- again circling back to the connection like like dude i told my son to go to a different school why am i gonna put my job on this connections player right so it's just like and when you're talking again, if you're talking elite, if it's we use connections all the time, all the time. And that's even when I tell families, we use connections. We got people recruited. But behind the scenes, we got a kid a five thousand dollar scholarship to go to a school that he's probably not gonna play at to make him a scholarship athlete. Right. Is that is that no, the right fit? Good. Or does that yeah. just make you feel good because you got five grand? when if you would have done a different plan if you would have gone a different way maybe you would have found 10 15 20,000 at a much better fit for you and your family. So that that's the mentality I try to educate families to have. Go yep. get yours and and allow yourself to find what's the right fit.
0: Right, cuz at the end of the day like that your high school coach or club coach or whatever like they may love you but they're you're not their number one priority, right? They have other things going on in their life that are, are going to allow, like, even you know, they, they may have spent a whole lot of time on you, but that you're not their number one priority. They have other things going on, so they're not going to be able to, even if they want to, put in the amount of time that it takes, right? To be recruited. If you, really
1: well. you want to know how much time a high school coach or a club coach can put into someone's be country, yeah, uh, watch what they do for their own kid versus watch what they do for yours, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> like, right. like, you'll see, you know, what I mean, like, that's yeah. so
0: or go be a volunteer coach for a for a year and just see see how much extra time you have to put into without there's
1: that too yeah <laughs> yeah
0: I'm, I'm doing that now I just started helping with a local high school football team now um and I, just, I had forgotten like how much time and energy and effort it takes to be a coach <laughs> even at the high school level
1: to be great I mean yeah. you know what I mean right if yeah. you want to be good dude you got to watch a ton of film you got to prepare yeah. you got to have practice schedule. like I, yeah I that's one of the things where I'm, I've am i always – I joked to my wife, I said, I, are you ever going to coach again? I'd love to. But, man, I don't know if you know what my schedule would be like. Right. Like, that's <laughs> something that we, we're going to have to have a hard conversation about before I get back to doing it the way that I yeah. know how to do it because I, I coach high school like I coached college. Yeah. Like every morning I was up watching film. Every night before I was going to bed I was watching film. Yeah. Like I didn't – like my August hit, I didn't know what happened in the world until after we lost that last game. Yeah, still November. Or want to say championship. And yeah. when we want to say championship, it was even worse because every yeah. other game that we won eliminated another distraction, eliminated another distraction. Yeah. And, like, I think by the time that we were done, the last week, I think I stayed at my buddy's house, the head coach. I think I stayed at his house the entire time. Now, that's the beauty of running a business. We didn't go to the office. We just sat yeah, right. in his house watching film, going to yeah. practice, you know, like – and I ate pizza and McDonald's breakfast sandwiches for a week, um, just because we didn't like we did not want anything to be missed. Right, you know what I mean. So yeah, so you on. just run
0: out of time for recruiting. Like, and it's not that coaches don't want to help; they just you don't have the time. A, B, you don't have like <laughs> you don't get paid enough to do it. To be frank about it, like you, you don't. You are. I think other
1: things too. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's kind of dive
0: into, like you mentioned a lot of uh, starting process too late and that kind of thing. One of the trends that I see frequently around here, um, and that may just be how things run around here. I don't know. Um, But I've got a lot of athletes that'll start kind of the recruiting process as a sophomore and a junior. And then like within a couple of months are already like committing somewhere. Kind of what are your thoughts on like being patient and kind of I mean, obviously if you get a dream school and they offer you, you take it and that kind of thing, but
1: like, yeah. how does that think, kind of play out? Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, cause I hear like families like, Oh, we just, we, we, we've got a school. We're just going to go there. Yeah. That's right here all the time. Coach, we're yeah. good. We don't need any help. We found a school. We like it. We're going to go. And that's why more than 50% of kids transfer in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Because they don't, really, truly do the research, they don't see what's out there. And that's, if there's one thing I try to educate a family on is it's that you'd have no idea the amount of awesome opportunities there are that are outside your bubble. Right. Now the problem is most people don't want to go outside their bubble. They don't want to leave more than three to four hours away from home. They want to keep it moderately local. Right, they like that idea of being close. Right, and I—I I mean, I went three and a half hours away, but I didn't have any other options. Right, yeah. Oregon talked to me, and Cal talked to me, but then those kind of fizzled out. I promise you, if I would got an offer, I was out. Bags packed, let's roll. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, I found out that I got the job in Massachusetts. I was a little older, but I found out I got the job in Massachusetts at 23, and I was that night told my parents, "Love you guys, see you." Driving 3,000 yeah. miles, I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was a conversation that was had before, like me and my dad and a mentor of mine that was a co- that was a coach was like, you, I want you to get into college coaching, you're a great coach. Like, I want to see you go Like, I didn't. And I, it's one of my biggest regrets He's like, go make a run at it. So I talked with my mom and my dad. And I said, if I get a job, I don't care where it's at in the US. I'm out. My first job, I'm going to take it and go. Yeah. Um, so I do think that there's, that's conversations that need to be had with families. Like, what is the realistic – like, are we down to go to Massachusetts? I don't know. Then go check out a school. Yeah. Get on a plane. Go check it out. Okay. My, my niece who used, who used NCSA, that was her goal. Want to go to the Midwest. Want to go out to the New England area. She went out there for one visit, right? Her coach that we connected her with got her like 70 different schools that she went and saw, did it up, saw a bunch of different programs, saw a bunch of different schools. But realize while she was there that's a long distance away from mom and dad yeah right christmas easter summer this is a journey yeah. right this isn't a quick you know <laughs> but what she learned she learned she didn't like it and that's what right. she thought she wanted but she also got to learn about different small schools and big schools to the yeah. point where she actually found out on that trip that she liked a small school all right now let's go back to the to the drawing board Small school now, just closer. Right. Right. So to me, I personally I, I tell families all the time, you're gonna learn what you don't want before you learn what you do want. For sure. I don't like this. I don't like that. That's why you gotta go to these camps. That's why you, that's why you gotta go to visits. Yeah. But I also think that a lot of people on the starting late, they start late because there's a rule that says you can't the June 15th rule for different sports, right? June 15th, September 1st, August 1st, right? which is the biggest whatever rule that's that there's whatever. Right. Yeah. But so they think that's the start date. People don't educate them on that. It's not the start date of the evaluation. Yeah, right. So they think it starts then. That's why they're starting as a sophomore, because they think that's when some dude in a stands told them that's when it started. So they just go off that. Yeah. Right. But then the picking a school too quickly, there's fear. I believe. Yep. Oh, this is this is the best I'm gonna get might as well take it right well if you know you've got five or six other schools you can go look at you're not gonna jump to that first offer yeah so to me that that I think that's what it is I think people are scared that they're not gonna get anything they're scared if they sell the coach that they're looking for their best fit that they're gonna lose the offer right um, so, i think there's a lot of fear that goes into that offer acceptance early and yeah. i also just don't th- i don't think that people see enough different programs you know they, oh, i went to three schools i'm fine yeah so
0: yeah i mean i, I think uh like that goes back to what you're talking about as far as starting the process early like you can start looking at those schools early on uh right. my dad did that to me like we weren't necessarily talking about recruiting or playing but i remember when when i was in i don't know probably sixth seventh eighth grade you know we would take trips to go see family and on the way we would stop at colleges and we would just go through like hey we're gonna we're driving to ohio from georgia so we're gonna go through kentucky we're gonna go to tennessee we're gonna go to you know sometimes we go through north carolina we'll see wake forest we'll see carolina um and it was just like i started to see these schools and i realized very quickly i was not going to be at a big school i didn't enjoy that just getting lost in a big school. It just wasn't for me. Um, and and so we didn't really start the, like, recruiting process early, but we started looking at schools early, and it gave me a really good picture of, like, hey, I, this is what I – like you said, like, I I don't want this.
1: We got an off-the-cuff question for you. Yeah. How many – when do you think a kid that wants to go Ivy League, when do you think they start preparing for the Ivy League? <laughs> probably elementary school, probably. 100%, yeah. right? Six years old, I got my reading yeah. list now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. right? Yeah. Okay. Alabama's the Ivy League of football. Right. Georgia, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. Like, so when family's like, oh, it's too early, too early for what? Right. Like, what is it too early for? Is it too early to make a final decision? Yes. Right. Is it too early to have a coach think I'm their quality? Like, if I'm a five foot 11 corner. Is Georgia really gonna off no, they're not. That's not the point. That's not, but in terms of educating yourself on how to properly go to a camp, educating yeah. yourself on what's the best school for you. What what's too yeah. early for that?
0: Yeah, how to talk to coaches, how to you know, just handle yourself. So
1: my boss, his daughter's a stud, like elite, elite level soccer player. And her coach, like the through NCSA, the, the coach that she has, right? Um told her to go to a South Carolina prospect camp as an eighth grader, right? And the whole reason why he had – he or she, I, can't, I don't know who it is, but the whole reason why the coach had her go as an eighth grader to this South Carolina camp, because her dream school is North Carolina, which soccer, that's the the, the elite, tip of the spear, yeah. right? So she, she goes one to 22, right, mostly sophomores and juniors what she learned at the camp was how real that moment was for those sophomores and juniors yeah, yeah. these were girls that were training for that they treated right. that like that was the most important event that was on each one of those other girls calendars for that summer yeah because this is the event that i'm gonna go crush show up show out and i'm gonna get my offer Yeah, she just went for funsies that's right. and that's what she learned and her and what she told her like her she's like I wasn't I wasn't ready mentally I wasn't ready physically and her, her dad was like we knew that but what yeah. did you what did you learn I learned that it's that that event's real yeah i'm never going to let that happen again where i'm not prepared yep yeah. that cool. was the reason why her coach wanted her to go right she wanted her to learn in 8th grade that the next time you step foot on North Carolina's campus, or you step foot on any other prospect camp,
2: yeah. the goal ready.
1: should be: I'm the alpha, I'm the best one here. Everywhere yeah. you go, and she learned that. So that was the learn. And you don't learn it when you're a sophomore, or junior, when it's when it can hurt you. Right. Learn it when you're eighth grader, ninth grader, when it doesn't hurt you.
0: Yeah. So. No, that's super, yeah. I I think that's I think that's huge to understand that like. And I think you're right. I think the reason people don't start early is because they don't understand like what they're doing early. Right. And it's again, like you said, it's not committing early or not committing as an eighth grader. But if you can start to learn pieces of the process, you know, whether it's just understanding what type of school you want to go to, or talking to coaches or like like she did seeing a camp and seeing that these girls are like legit, like this is the the event that I need to be ready for. um, Like there's so much value in that going forward whether you're an elite or you're not, or you're a, you know, D2, D3 kid, like just understanding what that process looks like is huge.
1: For, the, for moms and dads too. It's important yeah. for moms and dads to understand what those camps entail, what those conversations entail, right? It's easy for him and my boss because he's in it every day, right? right. So he, he's, he's been, he went through it. He knows he's talking recruiting every day. So it's second nature for us. Like if my son or daughter start to go through the recruiting process, like I feel pretty confident talking to a college.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. But if you've
1: never gone through that, it's even, but it'll still be different for me the first couple of times we do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So even for me, and I've been involved in this recruiting process since 2000, 2003, when I went as a player, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's always going to be different when it's, when it's you and yours. So educate yourself on it.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's super smart. Um, all right, so let's let's just. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here because I know there's a lot of different things out there, but just kind of some basic differences in recruiting rules uh, for sports. I know football is kind of its own animal usually.
1: Yeah, uh, so I what that look like. I don't try to dive too deep into the rules, only because they change so frequently. Like baseball just changed to more align with football, right? Um, the num- the rule that matters is that at 13 you become an NCAA prospect okay that's the rule that matters at 13 you become a prospect you as an individual can email anybody you want right quiet periods dead periods all those those do not line up with you the family you the student athlete okay um i always say the only rule that you can break in recruiting is don't take the sack of cash (laughs) right that's it other than that the, the rule that is broken is on the college coach not you yeah. But even like a dead period and a quiet period there's so like it sounds serious right? it just means that they can't have face-to-face conversation with you yeah you can't have on-campus conversations but you can't have other types of conversations right Right. Um, now there's a new rule that says that you can go to an unlimited amount of official visits yes. like that's helpful now by starting earlier you don't have to worry about the select number right yeah um, I, I'm pretty sure when I when they explain the rule even if a coach leaves, you can you, like, you get one official visit per school, but if a coach leaves, then that kind of a fit, it's like one per school per coach.
0: Right. So you get an extra visit.
1: So like if a new coach comes in, you can still go on an official visit to get reevaluated by that new staff. Yeah. Um, so to me that that's really the only rule that matters is that you can start reaching out to, to coaches at 13 years old. Yeah. So, and at 13 you become a prospect and I, and, to me, and again, you 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 know this from I you know this from the um, strength and conditioning side of this. You start working with kids that are probably pretty young.
0: I got nine and ten year olds
1: right now. It's crazy. You know what I mean okay. yeah? So if I'm if I'm mom and dad, okay, we're gonna start we're gonna start putting you on, on a nutrition plan. We're gonna start focusing on fitness. We're gonna start focusing on the weight room, and we're gonna go to travel teams, and we're gonna go to this camp, and we're gonna go to that camp, we're gonna go to th- we're gonna do all these things. And everything that we're doing as a family is to try to be elite. Everything. Yeah. If the rule states that you can start at 13, then why wouldn't you? When everything else that you're doing is elite, why would the one thing that's going to help you get in front of a college coach, would you not just align and at least start reaching out to them? Yeah. That's the one thing.
0: Yeah. And I think the other, like, unique thing is with different sports, like, the way that you get seen is different depending on the sport at times without, a doubt. Uh, without i just a doubt. had a conversation earlier today we recorded a podcast with a buddy of mine who's a um, scout for baseball america Okay, so he does high school like he's scouting high school kids college kids junior college kids like all the way up um and and that's what he was talking about is like you know with baseball you kind of have to play on a travel team like if you want to get right. seen you still have to you know, communicate with coaches and get them to come see you and all that kind of stuff. But unless you're in an elite area, California, Texas, Florida, Georgia, and you're playing elite competition all the time, like you have to get on a travel team where you're playing elite competition because if I'm a college coach, why would I come to a high school game and see one kid when I can go to a travel tournament and see 50 kids? Correct. Um, You know, and and I know we used to talk about that a lot with, um, you know, with talking to families is like on the other side of that, if you're going to these travel tournaments, make sure these coaches know that you're coming make sure they know who you are so you're not just hoping that they see you
1: Uh, i love and again i'm i'm um i feel like some of my analogies are completely ridiculous and idiotic but i feel like they fit like okay what field are you on and what time does your game play because oh i saw the coach running around there if he doesn't know what time you're getting, my, I'm, my man's grabbing a hot dog at the concession right. stand <laughs> right? and you just yeah. l- ripped a liner down third yeah. for a triple. My I man has no idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I always tell yeah. families too, when you put yourself in that position where you want to be found at a travel event, you have now put all of the homework on the college coach. Yeah. Was this the best game you've ever played in your life? Or is this the worst game you've ever played? Or is this yeah. just what you do? Yeah. What age are you? Because a lot of times when you're playing up, they might think that you are a junior. Yeah. Right? Okay? Uh, what are your grades? Do you want to come to my school? Right? All these things start creeping into their head. And I still, I, I think, until I'm told otherwise by specific college coaches, they might watch you play, and if you're crushing it, they might go, ugh, I'm not wasting my time with that kid. That kid's too good. Yep. Yeah. He must have offers. Right? Right. She man, that's the best goalie I've seen in the 25 class. I'm sure she's just got loaded with offers, and I don't want to compete with that. Because coaches don't want to compete with that either. They want to get the person that they know they're going to get. Right, yeah, not waste their time. So they might look at you, and you might be too good for that mindset, right? Or, again, I can go down – again, not to go down the rabbit hole. It could be a Division two coach that was watching you, but you're a Division one prospect, and that's why they didn't talk to you because there's no reason why they're going to go talk to you because – or, you know what I mean? right yeah. that D3 coach like man that girl's unbelievable are you going to go talk to her no they getting coming <laughs> to my school that, that girl's a D2 player she's going to go get 70 80% to go to a really you know what i mean there's yeah. no i am not wasting my time right so yeah. there's so many factors that come into play that you got to make sure that you know the ducks are in line and you yeah. can I think a lot of families are unaware of how much they can control of getting those ducks in the line
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I think that's huge. Just communicating and being able to let those coaches know that you're going to be there. You see the schedule, what time you play, you know, where you're at in the lineup, what position you play like, all of that stuff is
1: number on your jersey. Like, this yeah, is just, just like little stuff. It sounds so silly, but you know, yeah, so
0: yeah. I mean, you certainly don't want to get looked over because you did you forgot something dumb like that, you know, like you want oh, to you a doubt. every opportunity to, to play.
1: You play center field 80% of the time. Then the one game, you tell the coach you're a center fielder. You go play right field. That center fielder <laughs> makes three diving catches. They right, get recruited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so, you know.
0: No, yeah. I think that's huge, man. And and that's where I think, like, we were talking about earlier. Like, that's the overcomplicating piece. Like, just, just communicate right. with these guys. Just let them know what's going on. Let them know that you're playing. Let them know you're interested in playing in college. Like, worst case scenario, they don't recruit you. Okay, cool. Let's go to the next tournament. Let's talk to another coach. Right. Like,
1: college college coaches look at hundreds of kids, yeah. two or three players for that grad year. Pro- you know what I mean? Yeah. Why wouldn't you look at 50 to 100 schools? Yeah. Like, turn it into if you it, people turn business into recruiting and not emotional, they dominate recruiting. Yeah. Because you're going to do this. They're going to, they're going to, and that's the game plan I try to get families. To execute. Execute the same exact game plan that a college coach is using to find their prospect. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: The other one I got a lot was uh, when I talked to families was like, <laughs> does does Alabama like use this resource? Does And it's like, why wouldn't they? Like, you're talking about the most elite programs in the country. You don't think they're going to use every single, like, possibility of finding a kid that will help them win a championship? Like, they, Nick Saban may not be having an account with NCSA, but I promise you that a GA Nobody does. <laughs> you know? I, school I school tell everybody like, like, well,
1: coaches don't read emails from recruiting services. Well, then that coach ain't going to be coaching college very long because they're not trying to get the best pro- prospects. Right. And I tell families all the time if a coach doesn't read your email because it came from recruiting service, because you invested money to try to help you get better in recruiting, do you really want to play for that college and that coach? Yeah. Like, is that like really? Like, I but I I, I do double down. I'm not afraid to tell guys, coaches read emails from the players that can play for them. Right. A thousand percent. That's what it is. The yeah. reason why that coach isn't using the recruiting service, because most I mean, from my knowledge, every other recruiting service—it just hears their email. That's not what ours is, right? Where you, you we, we evaluate you, and we tell you don't email Alabama. Yeah, but that's what I want. Yeah, but you're 40 time in Alabama, 40 time. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're Alabama A So if you <laughs> email Alabama A and M, you're going to get an offer. If you email Alabama, you're not. Right? right. So to me, that that's that's the key. It's who are you emailing with. A service or with your gmail or with your twitter right it's who are you contacting if you're contacting the right school and they still don't i mean yeah. to kind of put that into, into a real life scenario one of the guys i work with um daughter's a stud been using us since she was like eighth grader right that's actually how we got connected with ncsa i uh, was through his daughter um and she dream school southern california softball player once played at ucla she, take, she took UCLA off her list because she had so many schools showing interest, offering her so many really good programs. Pitt and Syracuse, I think, right now are kind of the two top for her. But she had so much interest coming in, so many phone calls and text messages and love and respect, and UCLA didn't give her the time of day. Yep. So it's like, okay. Like we're competitors. She's like looking at you she's like going, "Okay, bro. Like that's how you're gonna treat me? Yeah, I'm gonna go to Syracuse and Pitt. I'm out. Yeah. Right? If you don't want me, I'm going to the places that want me. Right? Um, so I think that that's another. And again, that's the well. Why would you know starting too early, or why did they offer you know going back to all those questions that we we're talking about earlier? Like they took an offer too early, or they did this or that. Like go to a program that wants you for you.
0: Yeah, that's part of the, so, being a good fit right? Like that's, that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, I, I tell my athletes all the time, like the, the big things I try to stress to them about either a wanting to play in college, like, should I play? Should I not play? Or b like, where should I go? Like, as far as wanting to play or not play, I tell them like, listen, you better love the process of getting better at your sport. If you don't love football practice, you're going to hate college football. If you don't love watching film and doing like you're going to hate it. Same thing with basketball base, whatever um because that's the majority of your time right is spent getting better at your sport you play for three hours a week but you practice for 30 hours a week like without a doubt um yeah and as far as like where to go i always tell people like i i can help you with some little stuff but the big thing is like wherever you go to school make sure that you would enjoy being there if you were not an athlete too like because again the majority of your time is spent as a student on that campus so it needs to be somewhere that you enjoy you know just being a student living like in an area you want to be in, like that's again, that's part of it. Now, if you're an elite and you're just trying to get to the NFL or whatever, then that's a whole nother
1: conversation. But you're also you're you're, you're a whole nother human being, right? There's a whole lot of other stuff that goes into that. Like you know, at a young age, you're elite. Yeah. Like for the most part, sure. like yeah. even the guys that play with Fresno, Fresno's not a powerhouse. But these were guys that were being offered sophomores, and this was in two thousand three, four, and five. Yeah. it was 20 years ago they were being offered a yeah, sophomore. These year. are
0: guys that are two-time All-State and all that kind of stuff. 100%.
1: Yeah. They're rolling in junior year, already starting all year as a sophomore at 6'2", 225, playing quarterback, defensive end. I like, go, you know, well, what position should I play? Bro, you should be able to play all 22 <laughs> if you're good yeah. one, dude. I can go play – you can go play corner and center because you're <laughs> for- that much of a you're, – you're, 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 you're that nasty. Yeah, you know what I mean? For- yeah. So, yeah, I think. So, again, that's just that that's a whole different level. But, yeah, I mean, I, I you got to do the research, I think, is what yeah. it comes down to. You yeah, know?
0: I think so, I think so. the big takeaways, you know, are, are starting early, you know, getting that information, learning how the process works Again, not committing early, but just learning about the process as early as you can so that you're prepared when it does happen. Um, Everybody and-
1: knows they want to be the student of a weight room. Everybody knows they want to be the student of the game. They want to have high IQ, right? All the, they, all the buzzwords, right? Yeah. So do the same thing on recruiting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like learn about it, be good at it, be a good recruit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's something that, interestingly enough, when I talk to families that are all in, they, that's what they want to be. Yeah. The family's like, ah, we're good. We're, I think we can figure it out on our own. <laughs> yeah. Would you try to play linebacker on your own?
0: yeah <laughs> right
1: like so but
0: yeah no i think the more information these families can have the better um that's a lot of the reason why i wanted to have you on here is just so because I, I have most of mine are younger like i have a pretty good younger group um like literally 9, 12, 9 10 11 12. i have a pretty good number of those guys and then i've got a lot of high school and college kids in there too um and I'll probably see if you can come back on at some point and talk through like transfer portal, Juco stuff at, at some point. I don't really want to get into all of that today. Yeah, that's um,
1: all. But that's whole a whole other
0: another, whole deal. Right. Um, but yeah, man, so let's let's kind of dive into some fun stuff to end it. Um, yeah. I always try to do some fun things to to end the podcast. But um, So top, I was going to say top three, but it's hard to come up with a top three. So I said three to five uh top three to five sports movies
1: so i thought about this um i'll leave my favorite at the end but just like ones that came to my head cool runnings and sandlot have to be on there yes um and if you don't put cool runnings on your sports (laughs) movie list then we got real issues yeah um um i replacements like when i look when i go to like the football movie right like um, replacements is always it's funny like i enjoy it it's yeah, not yeah. you know what i mean and who wouldn't want to play with shane falco i mean right. i'm just saying like that's yeah. that's a guy that you got to have in your corner 1000% um, you know and heck you can dance in prison you know what i mean so <laughs> um i mean there's a lot of go- i mean football movies there's a lot i mean obviously water boys funny you got your um, any given Sundays and all that type of stuff, um, I will put on there, this is, was not the question, um, I will not – I will fight anybody. Do not come at me with the TV show Friday Night Lights, the biggest <laughs> hot garbage set. Like I remember my wife was like, it's going to be perfect. It's, let's watch it together. I'm like, who is this dude playing linebacker that looks like he's 24 years old right yeah. and not to mention, he was a star of the show for like four years like how many years is my man going to be a senior in high school So,
0: right.
1: um, you're now, telling me he uh, was that
0: big when he was a freshman
1: right that's right so that's why i told my wife i go hold on a second i go now because we're going back into another season where he's still the star i go are you right. telling me the first season when he was knocking <laughs> dude's teeth in he was a freshman yeah um he should have been offered by alabama on the spot um <laughs> So, side note: I mean, on His Night might not have gotten involved because it was too early in recruiting. <laughs> so that's a story for a different day. Um, <laughs> so, side, but, side yeah, note:
0: So, I to go side note real quick on Friday Night Lights, uh, <laughs> my wife and I. That was like the first real, like anything but like friends type show that we watched together. And right. so, the uh, girlfriend on Friday Night Lights, Lila Garrity. My daughter yes. is my daughter is named Lila because of that show. So Fantastic. that's the only.
1: <laughs> here I am bashing it and you named your child after the show. Awesome. I was like, I so, hope it doesn't
0: turn out like her necessarily, but we liked the name. Yeah.
1: So. yeah. Cute, cute <laughs> name. I'll give you yeah. that. Good name. Um, but yeah, my wife loved the show, thought that I was going to be a huge fan of it. Also not a fan of Blindside. side. Um, now this yeah, is more personal. Parody. Yeah. I'm only not a fan of it because my wife said that she's going to be the mom from the blind side. And I said, no, said so you are not walking on a field telling a coach how to coach up my son yeah. so that is not happening um no. but yeah she jokes about all the time she goes i'm gonna be that mom i'm like please 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 don't um i, I think obviously you know the major leagues are hilarious yeah. the mighty ducks are always good d2 mm-hmm. if i'm gonna have to pick a mighty ducks i'm always going d2 because yeah. you got to go with the knuckle puck yeah um but i would say my favorite sports movie is miracle okay it is impossible i'm not a crier not an emotional dude i think the last time i cried was like 2007 or six i can't remember (laughs) um but you turn on that movie and when he's celebrating in the hallway like i'm just i'm just i'm mush you know (laughs) um so and there's a theme and I realized it, I didn't realize it until I created this list. Cause I, I wanted to be, I wanted to come up with a good one. Like there is a general theme for my list of programs. I like it's the people coming up from nothing yeah, to achieve greatness. Like yeah. with the reality, like that's why, I mean, to get real, That that's why I love sports. Yeah. You sure. can be nothing, absolutely nothing and become great. Yeah. And it's, Every single one of those was how hard they worked. Yeah. The grind. Like you talked about, like you better enjoy the like the passion. Like you better enjoy the practice of film sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. Like when you look at any athlete that's excelling right now in any sport, and you go talk to them and their inner their inner circle, and you're gonna get the same message. Yeah. Outwork and outgrind. And if you yeah. outwork and out grind, And I tell people all the time, the talent will come, actually. The talent will come. At some point, talent will come. But if you outwork and out grind, because that's the thing, and then you see it as a strength coach, I think, more than anybody, right? Like, you know, it's a set of 10. You know when they do seven, eight, nine, Like, you know it, right? Um, Like, that's the one thing that that – if you can do those things, and in our, our rule that we always had at our high school, you can tell us you wanted to play in college. But we knew if you were going to yeah because when we opened up optional gyms on saturdays and sundays and during spring breaks and summer breaks when it was optional mm-hmm. and you're like coach i want to go play college ball okay well the people that were in the weight room for the optional workouts a 100 of them wouldn't play in college yeah so when you weren't there you weren't playing in college yeah. that was our rule and we told people all the time and the funny part about it is when we call them on it they still wouldn't show up
0: yeah it's like you don't really want to play
1: it's like you don't want to play. Like you can go right. and tell me all you want. And you can have the talent. You could have the talent. But if you have the talent, you keep telling me you want to play but you ain't showing up to go do this extra stuff. Yeah. Because your competition is, your competition's doing extra right. and they're going to take that roster spot from you. Yeah. So, so I so mean, we, we
0: we talk about it with my guys all the time like <laughs> the more elite that you want to be, the less options you have. Right? Like <laughs> I like that. If I like you that. want to be elite, like you don't have a choice to go to open gym. You don't have a choice to get eight hours of sleep. You don't have a choice to go to McDonald's or eat a grilled chicken and like in rice right sleep. There are no choices there. If you really want to be elite, you have to do like you've been saying what elite people do. And you just don't have as many choices that way. You can't, <laughs>
1: there's, there's no, there's not as many options. Don't tell me what Randy Moss didn't. Randy Moss is one-on-one, son. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, unless you're an alien, like it's. I mean, my buddy guys, played was very but there's very few. And he said, without a doubt, the most talented human being I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, they the one New England. So this was after the Raiders, right? He, he literally would say he would come out to practice and he would start jawing, jarring with the DBs. So then he would he went through a practice where he only caught the ball left handed. That was it. <laughs> And the DBs were like, "Bro, we can't." Like they they stopped talking because they got so embarrassed by him just using his left hand. Yeah, that they're like, "Yeah, we're we're done. We're just gonna let it." (laughs) So unless you're him, because the kids always like to say that I'm him or he's him, right? Unless you are him, yeah, you got no options, man. It's 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 grind. So Yeah.
0: yeah, we tell. I mean, we tell people that all the time, and it's like, and especially if the more or the further away you are from having elite measurables, the even fewer options you have, right? Like I've got a, yeah. a yeah. kid who's, he was on my second podcast, phenomenal kid, great kid starter. Um, Like, but he's plays defensive line. He's five, nine to 40. And we talked about it and we were like, bro, you have, you, you have zero options. Like this is what you have to do if you want to play in college. And you have to be elite at everything that you do because you're not 6'4, 290. Like <laughs> that's just the reality. And, okay. and he was. I mean, he freaking, like, to his credit, I mean, ate exactly what I told him, slept exactly what he how he was supposed to sleep, worked out the way he's supposed to work out, and he's playing at wofford next year, right? Freaking one kid. Um, and like shouldn't be <laughs> in reality, right? right? You look at him and he's just like He's just a normal kid, but, I mean, he freaking worked his butt off and bought into, like, you don't have options. Like, this is what you have to do if you want to be a Division One athlete. You cannot deviate from this, and he didn't. He freaking worked his butt
1: off. And that's that. That's, that's sports, all right? Yeah. All right, so the Cool Runnings guys, they didn't have options. They had to be perfect. You know what I <laughs> mean?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think uh, I, I honestly had not thought of Cool Runnings um but it should absolutely be in everyone's top five without a question um I, I also think it should be like subcategories you should have like a comedy group and then like a yeah you know because i like replacements waterboy happy gilmore like all of those should be in right kind of top five, but you run out of space
1: you can't you can't make me choose between because i didn't even put happy gilmore on there well done on that i didn't even think about yeah. that but you can't put like Caddyshack against Miracle because those right. are, yeah. right, I'm going to watch Caddyshack and laugh all day long. The major right. leagues, I'll laugh all day long. Yeah. But Miracle is going to make me want to go wake up at four in the morning and go skate, and I don't even <laughs> own a pair of skates. Yes. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it's like, you know, yeah. different uh, different mindsets it gets you into.
0: Yeah, I think uh, comedy ones, I have all the same ones as you. I had Dodgeball in there as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Solid. like Ten Cup is in there. Um, so I had a bunch of those as far as like the serious ones. I think, I think, remember the Titans is probably my number one. Um,
1: so I, I saw something the other day on Remember the Titans, and, I, and it's on Instagram, so I'm, I'm gonna butcher it. But basically, it was like, you remember, like, girls, you remember Ryan Gosling from uh, <laughs> the notebook. I remember video. Ryan Gosling for not being able to cover the flats and cover yeah. two, like, yeah. you know, it's like, um, so a you know, live movie. 100, which I thought was the most one well, of the best, awesome memes and perfect memes. Like, yeah, you go ahead and have him take his shirt off and let whatever love. Actually, whatever that movie was, yeah. which great movie on its own part. But yeah, the dude couldn't cover, so right. like yeah.
0: took himself. Gosling's
1: not perfect in my eyes. So no,
0: absolutely not. Absolute liability on on defense.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I would I would, put,
0: I would put Friday Night Lights, the movie. In my top, my top five. I don't know if it's in my top three, but it would be in my top five. Um,
1: um, I think when I was when it came out, I had not won a ring. So that moment of not winning the ring was that was real. Yeah, that was real. Like that, yeah. not getting a ring and missing out on those opportunities, um, and being on teams that that could have won rings and didn't. Yeah, that's that yeah. that hit. That hits. Um,
0: yeah, it, I mean, I was—we were never on a good high school team or anything like that. But the feeling of like the last game being over, and like not playing anymore, and that legitimately being the last time you ever put on pads—that one, that's what got me.
1: I never, and that—that's one thing I'm lucky about. I'm like, I never had that. Like, um, because I always thought every like, I always thought it was done. Like, I thought I was done in high school. Yeah. But then I got recruited to go play junior college out of nowhere. Right um and then my junior college like everyone was like you're not going to play division Mm -hmm. one you're not big enough you're not fast enough you're not like even though you're just a long snapper you're just not it yeah and then i found out that i was and then i became it and then i got and then i didn't but no one was recruiting me so it's like how do you get recruited for long snapping and then it happened so it was like okay awesome I got another opportunity to play and then i got cut and then it's like it's (laughs) over so it's kind of what it is like yeah i didn't even get to like i got to suit up for home games you know what i mean um but like, I wasn't playing, so it's like it was weird because, like, I knew I was playing, I knew I wasn't probably coming back at the end of the year. It's so like that, I, I had a whole season of you're done and yeah. you're no longer playing, but it's like you aren't you made it to this epic elite status of division one, and you probably shouldn't even be here. So, it's like, enjoy every moment of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was, I was in the, I was behind what the golfers always say like i was inside the ropes and i should have been so it's cool so yeah whatever (laughs) i got the other chance to go back and do it again i was like oh my gosh this is even better um so yeah i mean i never i was lucky i never had that kind of that last moment um you know for me our bowl game we beat georgia tech and i knew unequivocally that was my last game like there was no hopes and dreams of going to go play in the league (laughs) Uh, i was you know it was a celebration more for me. And I and sure. I wanted to be a coach so bad.
0: Right. You knew you were getting right back into it.
1: I was right back into it. So like it was like, um, so I think I was lucky on that end where I never kinda had that, which I know people, that's real. That's a real yeah. kind of like kids I coached, there was a group of them, really good kids. And like after the game, like five of them were like all shedding tears. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? So like <laughs> this is it. They're like, This is the last time. I was like, Would you guys stop? <laughs> i was like we'll be fine like we're still gonna be you know it's like this is not it's not friday night lights but this is the last time that you know you will be fine I go yeah. think about it this way guys i go now we get to wait a couple years i go and then we actually get to go have beers together right and so like one <laughs> of them started laughing I go, that's what i'm looking forward to so go yeah In three years guys we're gonna forget these tears on the friday on the field yeah um the relationship that we grew is long lasting We'll, we'll, yeah. you know so and i still do i still uh, message. Uh, three of the five on Instagram to this day, yeah. so,
0: so yeah. That's I mean the kid, the baseball kid I had on earlier today. He played for me, um, and now we're like friends, you know, which is kind of right. kind of weird. Uh, but at the same time, it's like I the things that I liked about him as a player, I just like about him as a person, you know, like 100%. super. He's he's the type of human that I look for to be friends with anyway. Like he's hyper competitive, super coachable, and like treats people the right way. Like those three things, if you do those three things, I'm probably friends with you.
1: Without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's so that's the one thing is it's it, you know, the confidence in humanity. If you if you fear how the youth are in becoming, you know, future leaders of our country, go coach high school football. Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying that because that's what I've done, but I'm sure there's other sports that are the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lucky because I talk to people in every sport. I'm talking to some of these kids that are freshmen and sophomores. They are incredibly intelligent, incredibly driven. You know, it's there's yeah, plenty you of you hear about the bad stuff 100%. They're like, and, and that's again circling sort of back to why, why I love sports because it teaches you so much. And like these kids that are doing all these little things, the seventh and eighth and ninth graders, knowing that when they do go play in college, they're going to learn it at an elite level in college. Even if you go play D2, D3, you're still learning elite level stuff, yeah. team teamwork, all these things. There's a reason why people who run successful businesses hire college athletes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And will thousand, continue
1: to. Yeah.
2: So
0: a thousand percent. So. Um, I tell like I've, I'm i lucky enough now to where I get to work with a lot of a lot of a military community, like high level humans. Um, and I tell people all the time, like playing being a college athlete is. Like to me, second, second to a military. But as far as like having family and friends and brothers for life, like that's that's as close to the military as you're gonna get because you're not literally saving this person's life next to you but it's a similar kind of mindset um, and it's cool to kind of With see it. know you know it's cool, yeah. to, it's cool to be a part of it
1: yeah my brother my brother was military my brother well all my my entire family my two of my grandfathers my dad two of my uncles my brothers So I'm, I've got a r- really rich military background um right. I remember when I went to go off and play college. At the junior college level, I had a conversation with my dad. I said, "Am I, am I making the right decision?" He goes, "Yes, without a doubt." I yeah. go, "I'm nervous." He's like, "Why?" I said because there's one person in our family, from a male's perspective, that did not go to the military. He is an idiot on <laughs> no discipline, not yeah. doing anything with his life, and everybody else that I know went to the military, and they're all crushing it. Yeah. So it's like a hundred percent. Like seven for seven and 0 right. for one. And I'm right. going to try to go down the 0 for one route. Like he goes, No, you're not going down the 0 for one route. You're going down a different path, not the military right. path, but you're going down one of discipline. And yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, it would be, uh yeah. So, would agree with that.
0: Yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you taking some time with me and talking recruiting if if people have questions about it um, what's the best way to kind of get in contact with you and get that started
1: i would say um just give them my cell phone that okay. you have like if they have questions just reach out to my cell phone and you know leave me a vest- message or shoot me a text um and then i'll kind of connect them through on the back end with ncsa and stuff like that get i've got people that i can go to directly and get them you know where that way they don't have to kind of go through and get stuck with other people type thing. It would just yeah. be more just have give, give my cell phone number um, and just have them text me or call me and then we can set stuff up. And um, if they're having questions and it'd be more like informal, I'm, I'm always down. Like, I, I know, like, I know what I do. Like, yeah. I know my job is to help people and I will gladly have a phone conversation with anybody. Um, so any person I get like through a connection like you have a conversation with them first. Yes, if you go through a meeting with me, there is, you know, financial things that we do where we connect and we help people. There's a cost to get help from NCSA, which I think most people understand if you're going to be getting connected with a company. (laughs) It's not, you know, for freezies. You know what I mean? But like, so I'm more than happy to have that conversation first. And if that's something that if the conversation we have, they like, okay, let's because I do want to have the formal conversation with the family if they want it. Because I do want to treat, I want to make sure that student athlete knows how we're going to help them and get the same education that I yeah. give every family. I want them to, to receive that if that's something that they're looking for. Yeah. So. Okay. so.
0: Yeah. So if you got any questions about recruiting, um, you know, reach out to me and I'll get you hooked up with Greg. Um, like I said, good friend of mine, been doing it for a long time, knows what he's doing. Um, obviously a lot of experience. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm sure, like I said, we'll get on again at some point and talk through kind of the transfer stuff and um juco stuff and all those kind of things but that's a horse of a different color i guess
1: yeah it's a whole different path especially now with transfer and there's a new rule coming down where they're trying to change the transfer portal um i just saw the other day so yes, yeah, you got nil um, stuff
0: in there too that we can talk through these <laughs> kids man that's another they want their money it's you starting in high school now it's coming to high school
1: bro high school guys we got we got baby gronk trying to take on the bus boys i saw something the other day was yeah, like yeah. oh my gosh what are we doing yeah you know so yeah uh just play football
0: yeah
1: well, should, good stuff. should man. just be that easy right you know it I mean?
0: should, should be used to be
1: so well
2: good, good deal stuff. man was, yeah thanks for your awesome
0: Yeah, dude, we'll uh, we'll connect soon. Like I said, I got some kids that um, are coming up that way pretty soon. So um, I'll get them in contact with you. And if you need anything from me, man, I'm always here. Thanks for listening to the Unlocking Athletes podcast. If you liked what you heard, give us a follow, comment and review. If you are or know of an athlete that truly has the desire to maximize their potential, please follow at EAX underscore Athlete Academy and send us a message. We do in-person and remote training for athletes in any sport and would love an opportunity to be a part of your journey. Until next time, be an example you want others to follow, be intentionally grateful every single day, and be the hardest worker in the room. Let's have a day.